0: Man with the swoop, <laughs> not the dude,
1: not swoop. swoop.
2: Welcome back to Big Swoop, Big Swoop. Mad Welcome back swoop. to another episode of the Your Sports Show. I am your host, Big Baby, aka the Soul of R&B. And to my right, we have the one and only BK Matt. What's going on, y'all? What's going on?
1: Yeah, that name could not be more accurate, Matt.
2: Let's I didn't even
1: really? see the show.
0: I didn't even see it, but I'm just like, Oh yeah, for the streets. Just throwing I sausages
1: everywhere.
2: Yeah. I just saw the part where they started fighting. Yeah, just throwing sausages.
0: What was what's that about? You don't do that.
2: For the streets. Yeah, a while a Ed to my to the bottom of the pyramid it is Mr. <laughs> I am finally just getting home, Pete Rosado. <laughs>
1: You know, I'll be out, out here being uh, I'll be here being Mr. Promoter. Last night I was at a, a show in Jersey, uh, that was absolutely fire promoting uh, the We Are Wrestling show. And then right after this podcast, I'll be going to another show in Jersey to go promote for next week's We Are Wrestling show. So just out here, you know, out here doing the job, doing the work.
2: Most definitely. Shout outs to you. Uh, we definitely have something on We Are Wrestling later in the show, but um. Yeah, shot. It's the uh, pl- plug. It. I'll let you plug it one more time later on in the show, Pete. Yeah, later on. We'll, we'll get to. We'll get to that later. We
1: got some stuff to talk about today.
2: As long
0: as I get to be a commentator or a ref, you know. I'm, li- I'm
2: trying to live out my dream. So Are you? Well, well. Um, how's everybody's week been?
0: My week has been hectic. It's just working. And being a dad, as you just heard, <laughs> they always hungry. Yeah.
2: They always into everything. So
0: that's pretty much <laughs> how my week's been.
2: Right. And uh, before we move even forward, before I let you go, Pete, um, the queen is on the mend right now. We're sending our well wishes to her. Um, get well soon, sis. We love you. Can't wait to have you back on the show for sure.
0: Because we ain't got nobody to yell at me. Don't feel the same. <laughs> you
2: said they don't feel the same.
0: They don't feel the but, same. Uh, ain't like none of y'all gonna yell at me.
2: No, nah, probably not. But, <laughs> but, um,
1: Pete, how was your week? It wasn't that bad of a week. It seemed pretty long. I mean, obviously, as you know, um teaching from home because my school had a water main break. So uh, teaching from home until at least the new year. Uh, but that that first week after a break, especially any kind of elongated break for the students is always a little bit of a of a reset so it was a, it was an interesting week but um you know like I said, rounding out pretty good with the weekend a busy weekend, and then next week gonna be mm-hmm. all about the work
0: for sure all about the work I feel, how was, you, feel how was your week how was your week how was it had them kids how them kids
2: you got chill It's not for the show but um. <laughs> But first of all, I don't have no kids, so let's not spread that pop propaganda a <laughs> second. Work with work has been been what it's gonna be. It's been cool. So um other than that, just been working. Um also again yeah, trying to help trying to help out Pete with with um the we are wrestling stuff. And
1: Yo, um I say I say this early early in the show, before we plug anything at the end, I say this early in the show. Um you know what y'all put what y'all putting through for the sponsorships this week yo y'all got that prolific open challenge yep. obviously sponsoring prolific the year sports show sponsored athletes but also the big sponsorship that we'll announce here and obviously we'll announce on social media after the podcast but sponsoring the northeast debut of the one and only mm-hmm. brian keith that 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 was a huge a huge pickup for, for the year for the sports show
2: most definitely, most definitely. Shout out to us here at the Euro Sports Show. Um, I can't wait to be a part of it. No, Matt can't. This Matt first show back on the East Coast in a long time. So
0: first show I've been back since what uh, before the pandemic. <laughs> My last show was the
1: battle. <laughs> of- Honestly, for me, for me, as much as I'm like enjoying the show that I, you know, I I, I crafted <clears throat> and put together, as much as I'm looking forward to enjoying that and and seeing everybody there. The biggest moment for me mm-hmm. is I'm a pop when I see my I, when I see Matt. I'm a pop when I see Matt. That's it. Like that's I,
0: I gained a lot of pandemic weight. I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. And you're butting. You I, I don't up, even I don't know if that's even I stepped up scale I, I was
2: like, oh nah. Boy. But I, um, never, I haven't been in this. We we, 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 Pete, you gotta make sure you uh, you take a second, even though you're gonna be running around. We have some pictures to take. Make sure you bring your sweater.
1: Oh yeah, I'm I'm bringing the sweater definitely. I'm actually rocking yeah. that tonight. I'm actually rocking it tonight when I go to IWA. Good, good, good,
2: good, good. good. So we're gonna kick this off with today's topics because <laughs> once again, Matt's man is <laughs> in the news and um, can stay doing stuff. He just can't stay out the news. So let's get right into it. So, Matt, I don't know if you want to lead this off again, but um, I- I'll lead it off. So, Antonio Brown. And Mike Evans and some uh, player that was dropped from the um, from the practice squad on the Bucks—they were all suspended without pay for "quote unquote" faking a vaccine card, which, as we know, is a federal offense. Um, And Rodgers, come on, lied. But he falsified
0: his. documents though is what I'm trying to. Y'all y'all gotta y'all gotta y'all gotta stop with this. Like oh we only bringing up Aaron Rodgers because it's like, all right, he just got a slap on the wrist, he got fined. Ain't nothing really crazy happened to him besides them dropping a the game to Kansas City. No, that was that was about it. I mean but he caught COVID. Yeah, it happened. That's it that's and, and COVID told. I mean but A B. He different. He built different. Boy out here in these streets doing federal doing federal air L- wells. You can't do that. You can't falsify documentation, bro. That That's just... I thought it was just like a rumor, because I think they said it came mm-hmm. from his, what, his chef? Yeah. Yeah.
1: It said Citrus County Put on it. it. The county mm. that it was for. It said Citrus County. Like... Here's my here's my here's my thing, right? If you go and do dumb shit, make sure it ain't dumb, dumb. Right? Like,
0: Did you forget who we're talking about? I'm just who saying, though. About?
1: Like, if you're so going to do my, dumb so shit. I got Michael
2: Bobstick on the check in. My guy. My if guy. You, you
1: know, if you're if you going to do dumb shit, like falsify a vaccine card so you can play. Like, don't 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 have the doctor that signs it be Doctor Acula, right? Don't I have hope you're the,
0: lying about the citrus thing. You're, please tell me you're lying about. No, that. I'm
1: not. It said citrus. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Dude? Don't put <laughs> your as Don't put your address at 400 Sesame Street. Don't do stupid stuff. Like if you're gonna do dumb stuff, don't do dumb dumb stuff. That's like <laughs> yeah. that's like. You know, that's like those everybody who always commits a crazy crime. Like you always hear about, mm-hmm. like the crazy criminal getting caught, and it's always for the dumb stuff. Mister Red Light ran a red light. You know, doing ninety in a thirty-five zone. Oh, uh, little you
2: know. stupid,
0: look stupid. It's always stuff. The
1: stupid stuff.
0: Dre, you got to change the graphic for the for the show. We gonna we gonna get the whole Hawaiian, you know, his card, and it's gonna have AB's picture on it, and it's gonna say McLovin. This <laughs> is gonna be. <laughs> This nigga is stupid. What's wrong with him? He just, like, no matter where he goes, he always got to do some stupid shit. I don't understand it. I wish I did. I don't speak stupid. The only person that understands him is Tom Brady. And Tom Brady can't even save him from this. Tom
2: Brady don't don't want (laughs) to understand it. Oh, my God. I want nothing to do with that.
0: Boy, Antonio McLovin. Boy, I swear, he he is... he is awesome shit. I don't get him at all. And stop saying he's my boy. That was Larry's boy. That was your no, boy. I was, don't, don't, don't talk- I
2: was talking about. I was more or less talking about Aaron Rodgers.
0: He didn't do nothing I mean, besides man. lie. He ain't falsified documentation. <laughs> he, he, didn't ain't do <laughs> he didn't do something
1: <laughs> He didn't do something. He 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 did. do that. We forget the man showed his nasty ass toe on camera. I mean, yeah, he should go to you jail.
2: Do he should, he, nah, he should go to jail strictly off that.
0: Sometimes you got <laughs> to you put your foot on the table, man. No, nah, No, no, you don't. No, you
2: don't. Yeah. No, you don't. No, you not That's that
0: work. So you just got to, got to, got to live and let learn, man. He don't, know he, don't man. know. he ain't doing what Antonio Brown is doing. He gonna go to? He, I, I don't. Is
1: he going to jail for that? No, no. See here, the thing though, they kind of yeah. did the same thing. Just Antonio Brown took it to another no. level.
0: No.
1: Both of them lied. No, both of them lied. About being documentation, people. That's what I'm saying. Both of them lied about being vaccinated so that they could play. Though, Rogers said, I'm immunized, one, right?
2: One just got paperwork. The other one just right. AB on, took it on to another group.
1: level and said, you know what? I'm a double down. Like, I'm not just going to say I'm vaccinated. I'm a double down and get falsified paperwork to prove that I'm vaccinated.
0: Tampa Bay went in the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> just some so stupid shit like that. Probably not. This is Probably like not. this is like Raider bullshit in a sense. Cause the Raiders got a lot of bullshit going on with them. This is just this is this is top of the heap. This is bullshit this is stupid. Yeah, Between yeah, injuries and Antonio Brown doing stupid shit, it's always something going on. Aaron Rodgers just mm-hmm. lied. He caught he caught COVID. You know, he's still showing signs of you know COVID toe. It happens. You know, sometimes you just you know you don't worry about in your business, so you just you 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 lie through omission. You, build you said up my man
2: was show, showing signs of stupidity. I feel you, man.
0: I mean, <laughs> Antonio Brown is a, is a is a crazy offender of that for sure. He need a recipe sure. to make ice with this with the shit that he do.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I don't. I don't get it.
0: You said it wasn't just him, it. Mike Evans too.
2: Mike Evans and and somebody else. Hate it had to from be him. Too. I hate it. to yeah, be practice squad too. I had to be Mike Evans. Somebody who was signed from the practice squad then got dropped, but we see why. Might be going um, to jail too. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be playing in the longest yard. Yep, played around. But um, really staying on the topic. They really gonna uh, well,
0: call you Mick Loving. Stand,
2: stand on the topic of um of football. <sighs> the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks. I called it um I called it since
0: last year. They have
2: n- they have not been the same since Beast Mode left. They have not been the same since Beast Bowl did not get a chance to run the ball in for the win for the in, in the Super Bowl. Can you
0: give me my credit? Uh, Gave my credit. I said this. I said this last year. I said Seattle is not as good as everybody make them out to be. Y'all all putting all y'all hopes in cause because Jesus walks and Russell Wilson and he's like the poster child for how black men are supposed to be. Everybody is all fans of that. That does not change the fact that Russell Wilson does not want to be in Seattle. Who the hell ever really wants to be in Seattle? The Supersonics <laughs> didn't even want to be in Seattle. Just want to throw that out there.
2: I mean, just. I agree with you. I agree with you on that, but we also spoke about this in the summer, saying that somebody needs to go, and no. now that the conversation is back, back up. Um, what did the Seahawks' record be? Um, let
1: me. Yeah, I'll pull that up for you right now. I'm pretty sure it's not.
2: Yeah, not one of their important games at all.
1: No, the Seahawks are currently. Last in the NFC West at three and eight, they are one and four at home, which is the biggest thing because usually playing in Seattle was always a good thing for them—home field advantage with the twelfth man—but um, not been the case this year, one and four at home. Then again, Russell Wilson did miss, I believe, three games uh, this year uh, yes. due to injury. They were losing when he was playing. <laughs> they were a bit more—they they, they were a bit more competitive this season when Russell Wilson was on the field.
0: Him and Pete Carroll right. just ain't getting along. It is what it is. He needs to leave.
1: Bring him over to New York. I think the biggest issue is they haven't really, and I think it goes to what Dre was saying, like they haven't had an identity since the Legion of Boom broke up and, and that whole that whole team uh identity dissolved. Right. There, right. there's no there's a question as to what are the Seattle Seahawks after that. After that, after you decided to move away from the Legion of Boom and Marshawn Lynch and all of that. They never created a new identity, and that that was the biggest issue. That's Pete Carroll's um, fault, you know. I think part of, it, part of it is Carroll's fault. I think part of it is also ownership's fault. Part of it is mm-hmm. you know the you know like how they're constructing this team, which is that lands on Pete Carroll as well. Um, mm-hmm. But you know that's the biggest that's the biggest issue. You know, we can talk about teams that have not had identity. Like to to their credit, for example, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Even though right. they've had some rough seasons, they've never changed their identity. Their identity is what it's always been. We are a rough and tumble, blue-collar team. We're going to play defense. We're going to hit you hard, and we're going to win ugly. And they're and, stubborn. And that's, and that's what they've done. Even as the players on the Pittsburgh Steelers have changed over the years and they're not the same players, it's not the same team that we remember that was constantly uh, making it far in the AFC playoffs, They're still the same team. The identity has not changed. You know what the Steelers' identity is when you go and play the Steelers, right? We talk about the Patriot way or the Bill Belichick way, right? That doesn't change. That stayed the same even as players have rotated out, even as Tom Brady left, right? The Patriot way stayed the Patriot way. The Seahawks' identity, there there has not been one in Seattle since that second Super Bowl, and that's what I think has played Seattle for all these years. And they they've they've done well on the fact that Russell Wilson is a really 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 great quarterback, and and doesn't get enough credit for being as damn good as he is.
0: I think, and the problem also is that they don't protect him. He gets hit a lot, a lot. He gets lot. slammed. He gets like they don't killed. Like it. It's not even a joke. Like seeing, like it's it's amazing that he even plays as much games as he does play and that felt like that I, i'm not sure if that was the original problem and why he his his agent posted the teams that he would like to play for is because he didn't have protection but that is one of the main problems of seattle their offensive line sucks it's mediocre as hell <laughs> like i don't care what nobody say you can't name nobody on that line that's worth mentioning I'm sorry. It is what it is. Russell Wilson is playing on his—he's playing on his heels through the freaking opening coins horse. It's bad. It's that bad. You, you like, and I say I blame Pete Carroll because everybody rests on the the Legion of Boom. Granted, why? Because of the defense. Defense matters, yes. But what is your defense going to do if you get the ball back and your quarterback is getting killed? That's just how that goes, granted, like Dre say, the blessing is Russell Wilson is really, 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 really good, but boy is not jesus he can't he can't split the waters of that defense and make things happen all the time. It is what it is,
2: but the the wild part about it though is as you say that, I'm also thinking about. The teams that they're playing against that don't have the best defensive lines that's just running through their offensive line. So that that means it's a it's a problem up front, which hasn't been, you know, addressed. T- that addressed. Remember, we were talking about this last year with Aaron Rodgers about Aaron Rodgers not having, not getting, uh, well, the Packers not drafting the right pieces for him and, you know, drafting Jordan love when they could have easily got another weapon. And we see how Jordan love turns out so far. And it's like, he you could have trash. put that piece someplace else.
0: I need y'all to say it. he's trash. Come on. Come on, Pete. Say it. He's trash. Who? Okay. Jordan love trash. Okay. Say it. He,
1: he played trash. one game.
0: He's trash.
1: No, no. Time out. So, hold on. I want to, I want to flip the, I want to flip the script on that. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's okay. hear it. Um, I forget his name off the top of my head. But who was that backup in Green Bay that played like two games and went off and got like almost a hundred million dollar contract? I hate you, oh. Forget who it was, who it? right? Um, I but you. I forget his name. But that's that's the issue, right? I'm I said when that man got a hundred million dollar contract as a free agent after playing two games as a backup and throwing for like eight, nine touchdowns in two games. I was like. You can't sign a man like that to a long-term contract off of two games. Two games is not a sample size. And I'm not going to say the opposite about Jordan Love. I'm not going to say he's trash after one game. One game a career does not make or a trash designation does not, does not get attached to a man for one game.
0: Right? So from what you saw, is he feeling Aaron Rodgers cleats? I, first of all, of all of
1: it. I, I think it, i think it's unfair to say anybody's filling Aaron Rodgers because it's he impossible.
0: They, the say same it.
1: no, no. All the only person same that way, could do is, Pat,
0: is is Patrick Mahomes. No,
1: no. The same way I said this about Aaron Rodgers, I think it's unfair to say that Aaron Rodgers was going to fill at that time was going to fill Brett Favre's cleats. I think he's done a good job. Right, man. he's done a great job, and you could easily argue that you could easily argue the number one quarterback, you know, in Green Bay is easily a, three, a three-person race between, you know, Bart Starr, Green Bay, uh, Brett Favre, and, and, and Aaron Rodgers. You could easily make that right. argument now with the career that Aaron Rodgers has had. But before Aaron Rodgers started his career and done what he's done, I thought it was unfair to say that he was going to fill the shoes that Brett Favre had left behind. That was It's unfair to do that. The same way it was unfair to Kobe, the same way it was unfair to, uh, to LeBron James, to constantly have to compare them Jeez. to somebody like Michael Jordan. Because until your career is over, we can't judge you on what type of player you're going to be. How many times have we seen? Hold on. Let's talk about your man's changing sports for a second, to use this analogy. Let's talk about your man's light-skinned Jesus. After his first couple years in the league, how many people out here were saying he was a bust?
0: I rebuke you in the name of light-skinned Jesus. Don't do that.
1: How many people out here after his first couple of seasons where he couldn't stay healthy, where he kept having ankle surgery, where he kept having foot injuries. Those are injuries. That's not play. How many people were saying he was a bust, that the Golden State Warriors wasted a time (laughs) with Steph Curry because he was a bust? And had they listened, had we listened to that, we would not be seeing what we've seen out of Steph Curry right now in Golden State. Mm. But what happened? I'll he turned it around and it around. became the player that we that we know him to be now. Jordan Love in his NFL career could end up being one of the best, best quarterbacks we end up seeing. He I'm could end up rush. being the bust. We don't know. One does not man. designate him a, a trash.
0: First of all, you already know where I'm going with this. You already know what I'm about to say. You don't let the facts get in between the good story. You won't never do that. You ain't gonna never you ain't gonna bring up light skin Jesus and try to and try to fit your narrative. <laughs> That's what we're not gonna do. After after that man did what he did last night, we're not gonna do that at all. Terrible, I terrible. Rebuke, I rebuke you in the name of light-skinned Jesus.
1: Hashtag facts. That's all I'm saying.
0: So, to round it back to, you know, um,
1: Tay would have agreed with me
0: because she because she don't like Aaron Rodgers because he don't talk to his parents. <laughs> we're not doing that because he, he, he don't talk to his parents. So, like. That has nothing to do with his style of play. Shut up, Dre. Just just don't. Just don't. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is that. And I think Shack is Russell- right. I think it was Matt Flynn.
1: There we go. Yeah, Matt it was Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. Yep. Matt Flynn and who did he get signed by? <laughs> who did he get signed by? Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm.
2: That's why to they had somebody, to draft Wilson to, Wilson, to be Matt Flynn somebody backup. To
1: be somebody backup
2: again.
0: Seattle. Yep. Been-
1: yep. Yep, signed by Seattle to that big mega contract, and that's how they had to. That's why they ended up drafting Russell Wilson because Matt Flynn ended up being a bust because he threw nine touchdowns in two games, and you gave him like a hundred million dollar contract for two games. Does he still get I that? Mean. Like, he still get that money? Uh, no, NFL, NFL uh, is only he only gets the guarantee and the signing bonus unless they fix it up. But most of the money is not guaranteed. I wonder how much That's that? why. That's why. Um, what's his face in Minnesota? Kirk Cousins uh, changed the game because when he signed with Minnesota, he decided to take less money but in them. order to get it fully guaranteed. He was, I think, one of the first, first ever them. big money fully guaranteed NFL contracts.
0: He pulled off a if heist, I'm, you know.
2: If I'm
1: Kirk Cousins, yeah, I, I just I, – You know who else pulled off a
2: damn heist? Um, mm. Just moving on to basketball. We're we about to move on to basketball. That man, Anthony Davis. Oh, boy. <laughs> Andy oh Davis, God. man, we, we, he's not on He's not on the schedule to talk about, but you talk about heist. And, I'm disgusted. And just, I'm disgusted. Oh, man. Because now I got to sit here and listen to all
0: these weak, behind Giannis fans. And I sat there and argued and said, Anthony Davis was a better player skill, skill-wise skill than Giannis. And, and, and damn, I think
2: he is still. I still that he is. The, I
0: think, <laughs> shit, show me. God damn it, show me. Show me. Show me. He ain't doing <laughs> nothing. Giannis Anthony dropped Davis. 40 on him. I'm not going to say on Anthony everybody else, on soft. him. He is oh all yeah, my I, god he, I hate him. He, he's off. He is getting on my he nerves. It's sad. Shawnee. Like even Shawnee, Russell Westbrook sure. is even stepping up and playing like how we like how we imagine him to play. But Anthony Davis yeah. is just like it is it's is sickening. And Frank Vogel definitely about to lose his job, and it's sad. Why? Because the, the Lakers' defense is just trash. They can't do nothing with nobody. They can't yeah, guard they got, nothing I
2: at They got all. snuggles in the middle.
0: Oh, got, my God. Those,
2: they got snuggles at the four. Dwight Howard is their best into, uh, paint defender, which is, which he is should what start. we back.
0: He should start. Yeah, I think
2: so. He I should think he start. Should I don't
0: even know why he's not starting. For the life of me, I don't understand why DeAndre Jordan starts. I don't get it. I wish somebody would explain it to me.
2: I don't. Yeah, Dwight it. Howard, Dwight Howard can still jump higher than DJ. He can still score better than DJ. He played better defense than DJ.
1: I think it's. I think Rocking it's, it's more. Stars. I think it's more second unit. I think it's more second unit because I think um, uh, the Clippers did that for a little while uh, a couple years ago mm-hmm. when they had um, when they had uh, Boban on the team, and then Dallas mm-hmm. has done it as well. They'll start Bobon in order to get the better, more uh, point, uh, the, the better player in with the second unit so that the second unit has that punch. Because if you just leave the second unit to be a bunch of second unit guys, you can create a bit of a mismatch when your second unit's on the floor and some of their first unit players are on the floor. So by allowing Dwight to come off the bench, when you're pulling DJ out, you're probably putting Dwight in with some of the non-starters, so you're allowing for that second unit to have some kind of oomph against players that they may have because they may not have their entire second unit on the floor. Well,
0: That's what
2: Russell
1: was,
0: is no, was
2: supposed to start. There, There is no oomph coming out the Los Angeles Lakers' locker room. The only oomph is the sound of the door closing, when LeBron is not yelling at these players for not playing hard enough, he plays a part in
0: it too. Why are you shooting still? You shoot too damn much. That and, only got like blow I leads because I, he keeps shooting.
2: And I think it's I think it's the age catching up to him. That's what I think. Yeah, but I because if you know if you, if you look at it too, um, a lot of players when they get older they started to, to shoot a lot more. Um Kobe Bryant did the same keep exact thing. Kobe, Kobe was not a good so three he point got to the league. Yeah, so Co- yeah, but Kobe so. Kobe shot more threes. Yeah, but Kobe shot more threes in his later <laughs> years than he did, you know, the first times, you know, shooting air balls and stuff. But that's a different story. out to the Mamba. Um we're not, the Listen, we're,
0: not to, we're not here to talk about
2: that team in the West Coast.
0: LeBron we're not here
2: we're not here to talk about that team in the West Coast. We're here to talk about the two New York teams, and that is Brooklyn and New York. Now, quite recently, the Nets have looked a little bit better, with um, but they have bench Blake Griffin. Uh, Pete, what do you think of this, uh, uh, this decision by, I guess, um, their coach?
1: <laughs> I don't now? mind. I don't <laughs> mind. I don't have an issue with them benching. Blake Griffin, because as I said on last week's show, Lamarcus Aldridge has been playing out his mind, um, which which is which has been fantastic to see. Um, I've right. always been I've always been a big advocate for you. You play the hot hand, right? You if, if somebody's going off and somebody's having good games, you play them. You keep going uh, until until it breaks down. Um, what I did not agree with is taking Blake Griffin out of the rotation completely. Um, because as both myself and Matt have said in many cases since last year, since the trades, they don't necessarily have the greatest bench. They don't necessarily have the greatest second unit uh, because they depleted their roster in the trades um, that they made Mm -hmm. last year. So, you know, while Blake Griffin is up in age, and I definitely don't expect for Blake Griffin to be as great as he was in spurts last year, we did see last year in those spurts that he can still be an effective player. So I don't agree with taking him out of the rotation completely, but I had no issue mm-hmm. with them taking him out of the lineup if it meant you're playing more effective players.
2: Right. Uh, Matt, yep. your thoughts on
0: Blake taking the seat? Um, It's all about preservation. Uh, Blake, you don't really know what you're getting with Blake Griffin sometimes. Like Most nights he can hit a shot. And he'll be pretty good and pretty efficient. And in most nights, he's just he's the defensive presence on like maybe the, the 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 star player like a Giannis. And he's 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 been proven to be like the only one that can like give him somewhat of a challenge, not a full challenge, because Giannis still gets what Giannis wants. But Blake Griffin yeah. is not the Blake Griffin from the Clippers. He's not. As agile as he was back then, so it's, it might be more or less about preservation and and seeing where they can find him a better role down the line, especially in the playoffs. Because, like Pete said, Lamarcus Aldridge has been playing out his mind, but again, Lamarcus Aldridge is up is up there in age, so you don't know how long this is going to last. You're just riding it for now because this is the this is the hand that. You know your team has dealt with Kyrie not being there. You got to roll with what work. Mm-hmm. What roll with what is working right now? Because James Harden is inconsistent. Right. He's not doing what we know him to do. Like he'll have nights where he'll will mm-hmm. pull off the 30 pointer or the 40 point nights, and then there'll be other nights he'll come mm-hmm. back and he'll only have 19 or 18 or 20 points with like eight fucking yep. turnovers. So I mean, you just you you just play the hand that you're dealt right now. And LaMarcus Aldridge is hot. Paul Millsap is, is is doing what he's supposed to. Nick Claxton hasn't been back. I think he just came back last night, but he didn't play no mm-hmm. no real minutes. So whatever the case may be, you got some young hitters that's on that team that's you know that that that's keeping up the task and doing what they're supposed to do. So again, it's a long game. You you preserve them to 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 you know pick spots for him to succeed in because he is up there of age.
2: So what about? Um we transfer our work group and go across the bridge. What about the Knicks? Um, with Kemba Walker. So we were, I I was initially excited for Kemba Walker to come back to New York because, uh, you know, he's a New York kid. It, it, you know, you, you want to, if you're from New York, you want to play in the garden. Like no matter what, like no matter what anybody says, even Kyrie, even Kyrie Irving, he's from Jersey, but he did want to play in the garden because like I said, New York is secondary home team. So, to So with that being be said, his ass would have
0: gone to the Knicks instead of the Brooklyn Knicks.
2: Well, we know why he didn't go to to New, Um to the Knicks. So but you know, that the conversation for a whole nother day. So James, James fucking Dolan. But um how do you guys feel about Kemba now sitting? Because uh Manuel Quickly and is stepping up. I didn't. Re- I saw him last year. I was kind of like, huh, maybe he can be something. But, um, I knew he could be year, something. That's why I didn't stepping-
0: understand what's her name was fucking starting. That shit was aggravating the shit out of me. I'm glad they got rid of his mm-hmm. ass. But, uh, false Kimber Walker. It, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Kimber Walker hasn't been Kimber Walker in freaking years. So, I mean, I don't know what everybody was expecting. I kind of figured, you know, the, the clock was going to struck midnight, and everybody was going to realize, like, yeah, the love affair of you know the prodigal son coming back is not is what everybody is not what it was going to be, what everybody hoped it was going to be. Right. I, maybe we all thought inspiration was going to play a part, and he was going to return to that person. But at the end of the day, Kim Walker is not a defensive presence. That is a defensive mind team. We knew that from gate. I don't know what anybody was expecting, but I knew. I know that he's not the scoring prowess that we thought he was going to be. He's not the floor general that we thought he was going to be. That was more. That's, that's still. That's still quick. That's still Derrick Rose, and and, and for the most part, quickly. Um. Mm-hmm. I I I don't like him not starting. Not surprised. I guess it was more or less of a superstar name. But he's not playing like the superstar that you know the Knicks need him to be. So you gotta you gotta make changes. I mean, he's a liability on defense. You gotta do what you gotta do sometimes, and 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 you need that floor general. You need that if you're a defensive mind team, you need everybody clicking. You need everybody talking. And and if you have a liability on the floor, everybody's gonna exploit that weakness. Right, Pete.
1: Um. I said this when it happened in our chat. I kind of had this on my NBA bingo card. Um, Mm -hmm. I was not very excited. I mean, as a a New York person and seeing Kemba come to the garden was great. Mm -hmm. But from an actual basketball standpoint, you kind of knew this was going to end in disaster at some point. If you've been paying Mm -hmm. attention to Kemba's career. Last year was a disaster for him trying to stay healthy. The year before that was a rough road for him trying to be healthy as well. Um, Kemba Walker has not been a dangerous weapon and has not been the Kemba Walker that we remember for at least the last three or so years. Um, oh, and this, 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 this was this was another example of the Knicks kind of reaching back into something that they can't stop doing to themselves. They stop. They've. The Knicks have done this a lot when they brought people in who are just not the player that they that they are anymore, um, whether it be for injury, whether it be for age, whatever it is. We all remember the McDice trade where they thought they were trying to get the the, the Antonio.
2: <laughs> <McDice>. <laughs> they thought they were getting uh, Denver can we, <laughs> Antonio still, Can we still stop bringing up old shit? I'm trying not to be angry today. But
1: that's the thing. That's 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 something that the Knicks still can't seem to get away from. I don't think there was. Play. Outside of hardcore New York fans that have been clamoring for Kemba Walker to come to New York and play in New York and for the hometown boy to play back home, I don't think there was anybody in the NBA with a shred of NBA knowledge that said, well, hold up. On paper, that looks good, but on the floor, that'll look good too. We all kind of knew that Kemba Walker was not what he needed to be as a player. Um, But uh, I also understand that the Knicks didn't really have a lot of options either. Um, and, and the hope is that Kemba will be able to give them something. The hope is that Kemba will be able to be some type of veteran leadership that Tom Tom Thibodeau could use um, to, to help push this team because, again, a lot of the better players on this team are very young um, in R.J. Barrett, in Mitchell Robinson, uh, and things like that. Um, I think the best signing that the, the Knicks made was and even though he hasn't been playing that great right now uh he's in a little bit of a slump is is is, is fournier uh is evan fournier yeah. you know it, it's tough you know you have a lot of players on the knicks that either are not living up to expectations i'm looking at you rj barrett i'm looking at you mitchell robinson i'm looking at you Obi Toppin. you're getting better but you're still not there yet i'm looking at you quickly uh you know a lot of these young players that they're trying to build around just are not living up to those expectations and we see this with Kemba. Nerland's Ooh. Noel, at some point, is going to run out of gas. Okay? Um, and, and, again, what are we going to end up with? We're going to end up with another situation like last year where it's Ju- the Julius Randle show, and we saw how that ends. And that doesn't end in a way that's going to make Nick fans happy.
0: And, first of all, Keith, I thought mm-hmm. Kemba was a great pickup because I hated Alfred Payton. Let's be real. Like I'm, Don't do that. He's a way better point guard than A lot Alfred of us
2: – oh. A lot of us did not like Alfred Payton. If we're going to be completely honest. A lot of us did not like <laughs> Alfred Payton. That was, that was one of those like, why?
0: We, look, it hasn't been so far off that kimberwoggle was actually somebody. I mean, granted it's at least four years, but you know, like look, Julius <laughs> oh, Randle <wow>. needs help. <laughs> there should be no reason why Julius Randle is running the ball up the court. That's just my opinion. You don't trust. You I don't trust nobody. Randall. I don't trust nobody to run the goddamn show, and he can't go right. I'm sorry. I, that's just my opinion. RJ Barrett and Julius Randle should be put in spots, not running the goddamn. Randle needs Randall needs Jesus. He needs he needs a coach. He needs somebody to cut his fucking left hand off and make
1: him go right. That's I what mean. He needs. They, they didn't sign. You know, they, they, they the Knicks lost out. The Knicks lost out on Van Vliet, right? Van Vliet stayed with Toronto. They didn't go after Jordan Clarkson, who stayed with Utah. Okay. DJ Augustine got a three year deal for Milwaukee. Okay. Could have signed DJ Augustine. Probably would have given you more than Kemba. They Goran, Goran Drogett stayed in Miami on a one year deal. Okay.
2: They got rid of Austin Rivers, bro.
1: Yeah, they got right rid of the Rivers. playoffs. Right before the playoffs. You know, Rondo, Rondo went to Rondo in Atlanta. You know, so there, there's a lot of things where you could have you could have tried to make some kind of moves on some younger point guards. And I hate to say it, but Alfred Payton is still 26. He was he was, he was yeah, he
0: was he was a bum. Just say it, Pete. He was a bum, and Nick's doing Nick shit. That's just how it is. That's like this. This is this is the every year thing that we do. The Nick do the Knicks do Nick shit. That's just what it is. You're, you're putting all your your eggs in one basket, and it was just a name. Kimball Walker is a name. Derrick Rose is the only name that lived up.
1: Now, to last, expectation.
0: Now, last
1: year. Now last year, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you, right? Last year, this is when I now that was 2020, obviously. Uh when they missed out on Van Vliet and all of them, right? But let's who let's see who was a free agent this past season, right? Obviously, they weren't getting Chris Paul. Okay, they weren't getting Chris Paul as much as people wanted them to. They weren't getting Chris Paul. Okay? Kyle Lowry. They couldn't get Kyle Lowry, they didn't get Lonzo Ball, they didn't get Mike Conley. i was taking Mike Conley over Kemba Walker.
0: Can't. I really would have put all my eggs in the Alonzo ball basket because look at how that is faring out for Spencer.
1: Chicago. Spencer Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie, Nobody's who was in Brooklyn. Nobody's giving that money Nobody. Who was, was in Brooklyn. Brooklyn. I, went 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 right right
2: after, I would have went right him after him. Spencer Spencer Dinwiddie. I would have never given that right money. after Spencer Dinwiddie. For the Knicks, you know, I would have never given that money. Reggie, so Reggie,
1: he he A- sell, no. no, but Reggie Jackson was out there. Patty Mills oh, was yeah. out there, who is doing okay for Brooklyn off the bench, and could have been at least a decent point guard option for you. Let's let's go a little bit, you know, a little bit, you know, down the list. Derek Schroeder was on the free agent market for how many how many months? Who? Schroeder. Dennis Schroeder. Yeah. Garbage. We ain't, we ain't gonna
0: talk about that. Garbage. Okay.
1: Here's my question though. We ain't gonna talk right. about that. Would yeah. you rather have? Would you rather have the garbage production he gave LA last year? Or, I'm sorry, and and the teams prior to that that LA signed them for, or would you rather have your guy out the rotation like Campbell Wolf? So,
0: Pete, you paying him that seventy-eight, to one hundred mil? You paying that one hundred mil that he
1: wanted? Uh, he ended up getting what? Nobody I wanted want him after that, right? He got six mil from Boston
2: for one year. He would have got six. He would have got six mil from the
0: Knicks. <laughs> they, he would have got more than that probably, but regardless, he wanted one hundred mil. He didn't get that six mil to the last. The last inning of free agency in in, in the offseason. That was it. He wasn't going to get.
2: What's there? the Knicks? I think the Knicks still could have went after him. Still, like like Boston did. So right,
0: Boston was like. And the you know what? Was, I don't think shooter would have fitted with the Knicks. That's my opinion. I'm sorry, I don't think he would have fitted with the Knicks. Well, right now he fits in better than somebody who ain't even playing. I I, I agree with you. Kimba's not fitting. But Dennis Schroeder's not the best freaking defending defending guard either. Like I said, I felt no, like they should have the went Lonzo Ball or Kyle Lowry. Mm-hmm. That, that those are the, the two be, best fits for them. Yeah, but, huh?
2: you know, but then huh? Dennis you had Tom, yeah. Schroeder is a better. The, the, Dennis Schroeder's the better defender of you know a lot of the guards we we mentioned. Not Lonzo, not Kyle Lowry, but but those are the mean, two that he... I felt
1: like they should have went the hardest for. You got you had Devontae yeah, but- Devonte Graham was out on the free was 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 a restricted free agent. Obviously, the Pelicans traded for uh got him. You could have gone after Devontae Graham. Reggie Jackson was out there, you know. He wasn't leaving uh, the
0: Clippers. We knew that. Re- you Reggie know- Jackson was not leaving LA. He was not leaving LA. Especially you know, after what he did in the playoffs, he was not
1: leaving LA. Avery Avery bad Bradley got picked up by the Golden State Warriors. Rondo went back to LA. Avery Bradley's on the Lakers. Yeah, I think he went to LA. Yeah. He was with Golden State, and then he went to L.A.
0: Yeah, they dropped him at the last minute.
1: Yeah. So, you know, you had you had all these options out there that are – they don't have the same – my issue with Kemba isn't even his production. It's his body. It's broken down the last three seasons. What made you think that he was going to have some kind of miracle cure? What, you thought stepping into the garden was like stepping into the fountain of youth with Kemba Walker? Nick's he, was Nick's sudden, he was all of a sudden. He was all of a sudden going to become UConn, Kemba Walker, all over again.
0: He, Nick's doing Nick's shit. It's not new. It's not new. Where, At where all. Was, uh, Larry Johnson. What, what, do not remember when we got him.
1: L.J. was great for the Knicks.
0: But do you not remember when we got him. him? Yeah, but how injury prone was he at that time? His body. But was yet that
1: down. man, that man, you want to talk about don't disrespect that uh,
0: man. He, he I'm not disrespecting in, him. Put, I love Larry Johnson, but I'm just saying the Knicks do the same shit every year. Every every couple years. They put their stock in somebody that in, in the name. Not the actual play of how that how that player's been playing. They put it in the name. The name. That's it. They picked up the freaking Steve Francis. It. They picked up not Zach Randolph. Zach Randolph was still younger than his, when they got in, but he was still having. They picked,
2: no. You're right. You're right. But, they picked up Zach Randolph. But, like they, they do this all the time. Al Harrington. Come on, Stephon Marbury. Stephon Marbury. Stephon,
0: Stephon Marbury. Come. Like this is not mm. nothing new. Tracy McGrady. Come on, Pete. This
1: ain't this nothing is, new. Is, this, is right. this is what the Knicks, this is what the Knicks have done. <laughs> and Penny Hardaway. And Penny Hardaway. Right <laughs> yeah. there's been very few. There's been very few signings like that that the Knicks have made that have actually worked out for them, and I can actually count them. I think on one hand, the, uh, that
2: was
1: it. The, Van, the, the the Keith the the Van Horn, uh, you know, signing works for them.
0: I wasn't a fan.
1: Van, but Van Horn was an effective Nick. For all you. things considered, at his age, he was a really good Nick at his time. Um, forgot you know, Jason bringing Jason Kidd to the Knicks was one of the best things that the Knicks did for that team.
0: That team was old as hell.
1: You know, but very few of those, those name, especially older name signings have ever worked out for the Knicks and they continue to do it. Um, And, you know, again, you have a younger team. You know, the, 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 the pillars of your team right now, Robinson, Toppin, RJ, Quickly, they're all young. So you do need veteran leadership. And I understand why you have Nerlens Noel. I understand why you have Derrick Rose. I understand why you have Kemba Walker as veteran leaders. But when you're telling me that you're signing Kemba Walker to be your starting point guard, when you're telling me that you're starting Nerlens Noel to get, you know, starter level minutes, like, those are problematic. That's
0: defense. That's all defense. Nerlens Noel is the only defense. There's not nothing about his scoring he fits the Tom Thibodeau way. That I don't I'm not going to downplay the, the Nerlis Noel thing. His only downside is he's injured a lot. But with that but even with him being injured a lot, he still brings that New York tenacity as far as his defense. So I'm I not going to play on Nerlis why Noel. Why is he
1: playing? Why is he playing per game? He's averaging more minutes than Mitchell Robinson. Cuz he's always hurt. When Mitchell Robinson is supposed to be your starting center, and he's supposed to be the, 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 the building block, you, you didn't want to get rid of Mitchell Robinson. Because I'm sure the Knicks could have probably gotten a top-flight point guard had they been willing to trade Mitchell Robinson. Wow. And they, didn't, they were like, no, 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 we can't get rid of Mitchell Robinson. We can't get rid of Mitchell Robinson. But the boy out here, one day he'll play 32 minutes. The next day he'll play 14. Then the next day he plays 24. It's like, what are you doing?
0: Nick's shit. <laughs> Nick's doing Nick's shit. It doesn't it doesn't change. Like it's I get it. The New York Knicks is the market. That's the sell. That's the draw. They want superstars. Pretty much like the Lakers. The Lakers move on the basis of they need superstar attractions. That's why you have this old ass team in, in in purple and gold. And everybody's hype thinking that they're gonna make the championship because the names, all big ass names. In two thousand seven, mm-hmm. in two thousand nine, in two thousand twelve, not two thousand twenty one. The, the the range of play is not the same. It's just it's just not. Kemba Walker is not two thousand and seventeen Kemba Walker. He's not.
2: Yeah, but um, we'll have to see how that comes up because I believe the Knicks are going to make the playoffs. I have no doubt about that. I think Kemba's going to get together. It's just that First round right now to- in. Right right now in the immediate future it is. It's gonna be a like, first round exit. Let 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 let's see what's gonna let's see what's gonna happen.
0: I put any but, amount of money um, they gonna run into Milwaukee or Miami in the first round. It's gonna be a first round exit.
2: Yep. Yeah, but um moving forward, let's get to quick hits before we wrap things up. Oh, real quick, Pete. Um we'll do we'll do pick five amongst each other can you give us like the quick rundown of, of the records sure no the
1: so i gotta give a lot a lot of props to matt actually matt went five and oh last week undefeated week the, for matt. the first one the
2: first okay. one okay matt yes. went
1: five and oh uh actually drummed him from last place into a tie for second with a five and oh week um Tay went four exactly. and one, and myself and you, Dre, both went three and two.
2: I'm back where I'm at the bottom of the road, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Dre is in last place at 30 and 32, two games under 500. Uh, mm-hmm. Matt and I are tied for second place. Only one game, uh, one game in the win column ahead of Dre at 31 and 29. And um, sorry, uh, you are. I missed, I miscounted you were 30 and 30. You're at 500, Dre. I apologize. Mm-hmm. We are one game ahead of you.
2: Uh,
1: Dre's about to be like, Derek. Dre is at 30 and 30 at a 500 record. Uh, myself and Matt, one game ahead of Dre at 31 and 29, and Tay, one game ahead of us at 32 and 28. Tay could have had a five, uh, five and zero week as well, but she took the Rams in the Rams versus Green Bay, and Matt was the only person to take Green Bay, and Green Bay won that game.
2: right, Green Bay did some stuff to the Rams, but let's get into Quick Hits. Pete, I'm sure you got some things for us. Oh, yeah. Let's get right into it.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to Quick Hits for the week of December the 4th. We're in December. It's about that time of year. And let, with a lot of baseball news, a lot, a lot of baseball news went down this week. But let's start in the NBA. Um, a couple of weeks ago uh, in Quick Hits, we talked about the Portland, um, the Portland Trailblazers. We're doing an internal workplace investigation on their general manager. And their team, and uh, we just got word this past week, is that Portland fired their general manager and president of basketball operations, Neil Olshi, after the investigation that he violated team the team's code of conduct. Rumors were that he created a hostile work environment where bully and intimidation uh, happened on regular occurrences. He was the GM, became the GM of Portland in 2012, which they subsequently drafted Damian Lillard became the GM in 2012 after nine years with the Clippers and became the president of basketball operations, I believe two or three years ago with Portland. Joe Cronin will serve as the interim general manager as they serve for, uh, as they search for a permanent general manager replacement. So Portland in this, in this span of one year has lost their president and CEO who resigned. Terry Stotts was fired and now they have fired their general manager and president of basketball operations. All in the span of one year. Four New Orleans Hornets, sorry, yep, uh, Charlotte Hornets. They're back in Charlotte. Um, <laughs> the Charlotte Hornets. Four Charlotte Hornets are in COVID protocols, and unless you know, hopefully, with no more positive tests, they may be able to field enough players. They have to have a minimum of eight players to play. Um, but Lamelo Ball. Terry Rozier, Mason Plumlee, and Jalen McDaniels all in COVID protocols. They uh, sent all of their staff and um, players and personnel away from the practice facility uh, when they got the news of the COVID, uh, positive COVID test. In the NBA, 10 days in quarantine, and you have to return two uh, positive, uh, negative tests in 48 hours uh, in order to be taken off the protocols. Um, Right now, four of them in protocol Uh, We're hoping that there's no more positive tests in Charlotte. Uh, If if there are, they may not have enough to play their next upcoming games, meaning they may have to forfeit some games.
2: Oh, no, no, no. They're going to be pulling people from the swarm. (laughs) Jello (laughs) might make his debut. Jello might make his debut next week.
1: (laughs) Uh, Moving to football, a tragic story uh, happened last week involving Vikings defensive end Everson Griffin. Um, who had posted some uh, pictures on Instagram and to social media of uh, saying that people were trying to kill him and that he had a gun and uh, that he fired a shot in his home. Uh, and there was a, a large standoff at his home as he called police uh, and Everson Griffin refused to leave his home. And it took many hours for Everson Griffin to finally safely leave his home. Uh, and um, he was taken it directly to receive uh, mental health, um, mental health assistance. And earlier this week, vikings defensive end everson griffin came out on instagram and announced that he is bipolar um and that he will not only be continuing to receive medical um mental health assistance throughout the season but he will also become an advocate for mental health assistance and for bipolar assistance uh through the nfl um so very glad that everson griffin is okay that that standoff did not become something tragic that no one got hurt um And that Everson Griffin and the Minnesota Vikings are doing everything that they can to help Everson Griffin and also help spread the word of mental health assistance. Again, if you are someone in need of mental health assistance, please, there are so many different options out there. Talk to someone, talk to a friend who may be able to point you in the right direction. Mental health is something that's very, very important to be taken care of uh, just as much as our physical uh, health. Um, Going to baseball. Baseball. Going to baseball, let's get to the good news before we get to the bad news in baseball. Uh, So some really great news in the world of baseball. The hot stove season is really, really heating up, or at least heated up for a little while. Uh, The AL Cy Young winner we spoke about last week, Robbie Ray, uh, has decided to leave the Toronto Blue Jays after winning the Cy Young this past season and signed a five-year, $115 million contract with the Seattle Mariners. Uh, he has an opt-out clause after a, after the third season. Um, and so the hope is that he's going to be able to take that Cy Young season and transfer it over to Seattle. The Mets, the Mets were big in the news this week. A lot of losses and a big signing. The Mets have lost three, count them three of the starting pitchers, actually four of their starting pitchers from last year Steven Matz, Marcus Stroman, who signed with the Chicago Cubs, a three year, $71 million deal, Rich Hill, who signed a one year deal with Boston, and obviously they lost Noah Syndergaard, longtime Mets pitcher Thor, who signed with the LA Angels for one year, $21 million. They still do have Jacob DeGrom. And the big news coming out of Metland this week was that former Cy Young winner Max Scherzer has agreed to a three-year, $130 million contract with the New York Metropolitans. He does have an opt-out after the second season. He becomes the oldest player in Major League Baseball history to sign a $100 million contract. He is 37 years old. Kevin Brown was 33 when he signed the first $100 million deal in MLB history. At that point, he was the oldest player when he signed his $100 million deal at 33. Scherzer, 37, signing an over $100 million deal. Um, Scherzer's a three-time Cy Young winner. His dominance has continued into the 2020s, as he was one of the most dominant pitchers of the 2010s. He went 15-4 and with a 2.46 ERA in a split season for the Washington Nationals and the Los Angeles Dodgers, where he struck out 236 batters and only walked 36, finished third this past year in the NL Cy Young uh, voting. Since 2013, he's posted a 2.82 ERA, averaging 15 wins and 192 innings per season. Uh, The big question was whether or not his health is going to hold up, as he did have some issues pitching in the playoffs and dealt with a tired arm uh, last year. Big news, though, on Max Scherzer's contract. He set a record, another record, with the highest average annual salary of $43.3 million. He actually surpassed Garrett Cole, who's making $36 million a year, who had set that record last year when he got signed with the New York Yankees.
2: You and know now, what, Go ahead, Dre. Yeah, I, was about, I was about to say, yeah, this is what the people want to hear. <laughs> this is exactly yeah. what the people want to hear.
1: And yeah. now, Talk the big it. news. Uh, the hot stove heated up for a couple of days and then went from burning hot to ice cold. And why is that? Because Major League Baseball, our early Thursday morning, locked out the players. Uh, This lockout has long been talked about and long anticipated. But the collective bargaining agreement between the Players Union and Major League Baseball expired at 11.59 p.m. this past Wednesday. And uh, that's why we said so many different free agent signings and things that went down right before that, because now everyone is locked out. It is the first lockout in over twenty, in almost twenty-five years, um, and so as of twelve oh one a.m. on December second, the MLB and the Players Association are in a lockout until um, they can agree upon a new CBA. Team officials and players cannot communicate in any way. Free agency and trades on forty-man rosters ended immediately. Uh, the Major League portion of baseball's winter meetings have been canceled and uh, nothing yet has been determined. Uh, the largest work stoppage uh, in Major League Baseball history was the 1994 work stoppage. That was the last time that they, we had a work stoppage in Major League Baseball. It actually got rid of the 1994 World Series and rolled over to the 1995 season. It lasted for 230 two days it is the first lockout since 1990 but it's ninth work stoppage um you know really big issue and and just to talk about the pettiness there uh apparently i forget what the actual story is but at, i think at some point i think it was someone in major league baseball or something they put something on social media where instead of putting a picture of the player that they were talking about, they put up just a silhouette.
2: Yeah, that's what and they've so, been doing.
1: And so a bunch of all players the- decided to, like, be petty and changed all of their avatars on, like, Twitter and Instagram to just silhouettes. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, the M- the Major League Baseball and the Players Association – get out of this workstop, well, this lockdown, and hopefully this does not go into a strike. Um, Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things. The union has concerns about free agency, um, paying players earlier in their career, and service time manipulation, uh, as well as talking about a a draft lottery. Um, Major League Baseball wants to expand the postseason from 10 teams to, I mean, to 14 teams. That's a uh, lot of teams. Well, originally it was 10, and then they added the extra two wild cards which bring it to 12, uh, and now they yeah. want to bring it to 14. So a lot, there's a that's lot of – baseball. That they
2: have to... Yeah, for baseball, that's a lot of teams.
1: Yeah. So it's going to be very interesting to see how these uh, negotiations go, and uh, mm-hmm. hopefully this work stoppage ends quickly. Uh, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Quick Hits for the week of December the 4th.
2: Thank you, thank you for quick hits. Sorry. Ring, ring, we box. won't swing. <laughs> ring, ring, we won't swing. <laughs> oh, man. So, Pete, after we wrap this up, please tell people about your show coming up on December 10th.
1: Oh, man, December 10th, it was all a dream. The second show for We Are Wrestling. Uh, for those of you who were there or heard about our first show on August 13th, want to be starting something, it was an emotional night uh, for, for many reasons. Um, obviously the, being the first show ever, that's an emotional experience in and of itself, but also the untimely passing of, of my mother right before that show uh, made that show just a, a major experience and it was an incredible night. Like, you know, everything that could have happened that night that could have went wrong, everything went right. It created an entire movie of a show and we decided to run it back December the 10th, next Friday, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, right back where we were in August. It was all a dream. A uh, Headlined with three, not one, not two, but three main event caliber matches. I think every match on the card is main event level. But when you talk about main event caliber with the names that have proven themselves in a the main event, we have three main event caliber matches. Mercedes Martinez. Versus Masha Slamovich. This is Ali Frazier part two. If you want to see. the kind of craziness. These two bring to the ring. Go check out Hybrid Wrestling. Okay. They had their first ever match. In Hybrid Wrestling. About a month ago. And they tore the house Mm -hmm. down. And we have the exclusive rematch. At We Are Wrestling. It was all a dream. Masha Slamovich versus Mercedes Martinez part two. We also have Dan Moff on the show. Now, quick story here. Dan Moff was originally scheduled to face John Davis. And Dre, you have seen both of these men in action. Yeah. That would have been a colossal encounter. Uh, Unfortunately, John Davis, dealing with a knee injury, and decided to take the rest of 2021 off. And we were like, you know what? How, How do we replace this? And it was actually John that gave us a little bit of a hint in the right direction. We got a big, bad kaiju to step in. And at it was all a dream. The night before Ring of Honor's final, final battle, um, it will be Dan Moff, the New Jersey legend, the indie legend, the Bayonne badass, one-on-one against Ring of Honor's own Shane Taylor Promotion's own the big bad kaiju O'Shea Edwards, and I honestly think they might break the house.
2: Listen, O'Shea, O'Shea got some beef with the next, um, the next with someone in the next match you're about to mention. You gotta remember that.
1: This is this is very true. Um, the, the match that we've been pushing since day one, the big match, the Northeast debut of the man with the black halo, Brian Keith. Mm-hmm. Coming in from Texas, Mm -hmm. his northeast debut, first time up here. Okay, for those of you who don't understand what these Texas these Texas talents bring to the table, if you've been to Battle Club Pro recently and you've seen a man by the name of Mysterious Q, okay, Mysterious Q, the guy, that is the type of level that the Texas talent brings to the table, and we're now bringing Brian Keith to the northeast, uh, and he will be facing none other than the man who came this close to stealing, stealing the Pan-African World Diaspora Championship, Mr. Darius Carter.
2: Just to reflect back on that match with him and Trisha, that needs to be in one of the match of the year candidates. With, uh, and PWI needs to really take a second and, and, and definitely look into that for sure.
1: If you haven't caught that match, you can catch that and all of the incredible matches from Wanna Be Starting Something live on the Title Match Wrestling Network. Look at We Are Wrestling, Wanna Be Starting Something. The whole show is up there, including that match, Trisha Dore versus Darius Carter. But going through the rest of the card, Dre, those are our three main event caliber matches. We have six other mm-hmm. matches. We've got Invictus Wrestling. We said in our first show, we are a fully collaborative and inclusive company. Mm-hmm. And Invictus Wrestling asked, hey, We Are Wrestling? Big Game Leroy's on your show. He's our social media champion. You think he could defend his championship at We Are Wrestling? And we said, sure, as long as you let us pick the opponent. And they said no problem. Mm -hmm. So Big Game Leroy is going to go one-on-one, defending the Invictus Social Media Championship against none other than Saib Al-Sabah. You also have an incredible Tag Team Open Challenge match. The question is, who wants the smoke? prolific has set up an open challenge for any tag team that wants to show up on December the 10th in Ridgefield park in a tag team open challenge match. And we don't even know which two members of prolific are even going to be wrestling. Is it going to be Wolf and marquee? Is it going to be Wolf and Tyree? Is it going to be Tyree and marquee? You know, you don't even know what so, to expect.
2: So check this out, Mr. Promoter, sir. I have a, uh, I have an idea for you. Okay. So up the your sports show, uh sponsoring the match, if so happens, these people beat um, Prolific, okay. they will get a check from us as well as what they're going to get at the show.
1: Yes, you heard it here. I, I'm down for it. I'm down for it. You heard it here. Whoever steps up to the plate against Prolific, if you can beat Prolific, you finna get paid. And more than just from the book of man, right? <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Great, great! Oh, fatal four-way action, and and probably I think one of the best fatal four ways you're ever going to see. Casey Navarro versus Smiley versus Rob Killjoy versus Brother Greatness.
2: One of the you have names in that match that's been all around the world making a names for themselves, especially. Um, if we focus on really two in this match, Rob Kilroy, who's basically a legend in, in the independent scene, and and Casey Navarro, who's young and but he's been around and you know he's all over TV now. Um, but let's not sleep on um, House of Glory's own um, Smiley and um, representing T2T. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, brother Greatness. So it's, um, like I said, you have a lot of. Cr- contrasting styles that will fit together. So um, I definitely can't wait wait to see it. But the match, Uh, Pete, I I, want to jump ahead real quick. The match that I'm looking forward to is man, he used to be a Bronx bomber, but he's down in North Carolina now. That man, Yaya
1: and Chris Barton.
2: And Chris Barton. I'm looking forward to two hot, like that's a horse fight right there. Man.
1: You know, it's interesting because uh, Chris had some words. Barton had some words for Yaya. But Yaya mm-hmm. had some words for, for Chris Barton. And uh, on Friday, the time for words is over. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and Yaya has been in there. Yaya has been in there with some great talent in his, in his time, I think. And Barton, I will say this. As much as I may not like the way Barton has gone about trying to get this match with Yaya. Mm-hmm. Bart, Barton's really good. I think a lot of people sleep on Barton, um, you know, but Barton is really good, really up and coming. And and if he, if hypothetically speaking, if he were to defeat Yaya at We Are Wrestling, that might be exactly the kind of win that a, a, a guy like Chris Barton could use to, to take to the next level. But yah has got some... Um, Y'all's got some respect to beat out of Barton. Mm-hmm. But you talk about a match that you're looking forward to. You know, a match that I'm looking forward to that we haven't spoken about yet is Savannah Evans versus Jordan Blade.
2: And that match is sponsored by your friendly neighborhood friends at the Jabba Tears Podcast Network. Shout out to them.
1: That 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 it is. Jabba Tears, Jabba Tears Podcast coming through. Savannah Evans versus... Uh, Jordan Blade, as well as sponsoring Yaya uh, as a, as a yeah. talent as well. Thank you to the Jabba Tears podcast for coming up with that, uh, coming through with that. Um, but that's going to be an incredible matchup because that's really going to be a clash of styles. Uh, Savannah Evans used to, you know, usually used to just overpowering people and being able to just power her way through her opponents. But Jordan Blade's going to try to break Savannah down and 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 really try to wear her out. I mean, she just literally had a, um, a shoot style match, I believe, under UFWI rules, uh, down at Paradigm mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling, and you know, it's it's a lot different when you're when you uh, when you're going after limbs and you and you're breaking breaking bones and snapping tendons, and you know, Savannah's going to have to devise a different way to go about a, a match against Jordan Blade, um, and and last but not least, lest I forget. That incredible style scramble match. Uh, Joe Yace, Anthony Gamble, um, Gabby Ortiz, Charlie Tiger from Young, Dumb, and Broke, as well as um, Jay Bougie. Uh, everybody in that match making their debut, with the exception of Anthony Gamble, who won our student showcase pre show match at Wanna Be Starting Something, representing the Fallout Shelter in that student showcase match and now in the style scramble match.
2: I'll tell you one thing. The, the person to watch for is Gamble, but people sleep too much on Joey Ace, and, and Matt can attest to this. Joey Ace is one of those talents to where people look at him and don't think that he can go. But when, when Champagne Poppy is in the ring, he, he, he's there. He, he, he's there. He's there. I've been asking her for months. Who the hell came <laughs> up with that?
1: <laughs> I do want to. I do want to say though. I want to thank. Uh, Actually, I think
2: it? we came. I think we came up with that at at a bottle show. What champagne, poppy? Yeah. You're I want to. Uh,
1: yeah. I want to thank everybody on tape. We haven't announced them all on social media, and we will for uh, the rest the next couple of days. But I want to take a moment right here, right now, to thank all of our sponsors, the Cut Pro Wrestling Podcast. The Your Sports Show, Pretty Heels, the Jabba Tears Podcast, the Dirty Heels Podcast, Invictus Wrestling, Mesa Media, Heel Pops and Chair Shots, uh, Henny Wrestling, The G'd Up Gentleman. And I got got to say, last but not least, kind of, I'm a little biased, one of my personal favorites, my boy EJ, ERJ Yourself, uh, who sponsored Mercedes Martinez, uh, coming to his first show and we'll be in the house, by the way. G Dub, gentlemen, will be in the house serving the eats. But take your way over to the ERJ yourself table. He will have a table, and here's why. For those of you who know, I am a huge pinhead. I love pins. Enamel pins are my thing. And my boy EJ, uh, ERJ yourself. If you're following him on, if you don't follow him on Instagram, at ERJURSELF. Creates enamel pins in his own style. Formerly has created artwork for CM Punk, for Pro Wrestling Tees, for other pro wrestlers as well. He will be selling his enamel pins at the show. He will have a table selling pins at the show. And last I checked, he still has a limited number of some Bray Wyatt pins that he made, some Fiend pins that were really, really great. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you're you're not following him on social media, he is on Instagram, E-R-J-U-R-S-E-L-F. He will have a table at the show. Follow all of our sponsors on all their social media channels, whether it be Instagram or Twitter, Facebook, Twitch, whatever it may be. Thank you to all of them because I'll be very honest with you. If it weren't for our sponsors, if it weren't for the fans, I don't know if We Are Wrestling comes back for a second show. Uh, I don't know if We Are Wrestling has a first show. Um, so I am deeply embedded when I say that the We Are Wrestling team is truly a family, sponsors and fans and everybody. I mean that truly. A lot of people throw that word family around in wrestling very loosely, but I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Every single person who makes this dream uh, possible. I thank you very much. December the 10th, tickets are still on sale on Eventbrite. Okay, front row tickets. 30 bucks, general admission, $20. We got rid of the second row, just GA and first row. And if you get a front row VIP ticket, $55. Front row VIP, you get to come in a half hour before general admission. You get a special meet and greet at the show. And the big one, and Drake can attest to this because he got himself one as a sponsor at the last show. You get yourself a fully signed, fully autographed poster from the show. This is from "Want to Be Starting Something." Fully autographed poster of the of the graphic from the show. You get mm-hmm. one of these for free, for free with a front row Don't seat ticket.
2: Don't worry, Matt. I still got you, uh, your other. Still here. I got at
1: I at at fifty it. at fifty five dollars, and I think that's a real steal. You get a front row seat. And you get and you get the uh, the uh, the signed poster. If you don't get a front row VIP ticket and you just get a regular ticket, we will have signed posters on sale, but it will be more expensive. So if you want a deal, there's only 25 front row VIP tickets. Actually, 24 left. 24 front row VIPs left. Um, make sure you get those. We had a uh, 25 left as of last night. We sold another one. But there's only 24 front row VIPs left. So you can get those that poster for a severely discounted price if you get that VIP ticket.
2: Most Find definitely. It most definitely. Way. Most definitely. So, on behalf of the Earth Sports Show, on behalf of the Queen, get real soon, Queen Tay, for the voice of a generation, Pete Rosado, for Mr. Maxine Shaw on the top right. you going to stop calling me that. It is your boy. The Notorious B.I.G. The Overweight Lover in the House. Signing off. Peace.
0: Later.